Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Does My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training, and our secret sauce is that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com to leave a question of your own. Here's today's question. Welcome back. This is Jules. This is Vicki. And this is Rebecca. And here's our first question in season six. I just listened to the psychological boundary episode, and I can understand that we should work to not personalize and take our partner's or whoever's reactions about us, but also... Isn't it fair to ask our partners not to scoff at us? Like, ostensibly, if we're choosing this partner to entangle our lives with and love us and love them and witness us and witness them, isn't it fair to say this reaction doesn't feel loving? Well, of course it yes. is. <laughs> like, am I allowed to jump in and say yes? <laughs> yes. Of course it is. Yes. Oh, you know what I find? And I, I run into this all the time in, in my office. And as I've been talking to people, the book's out. I went to a book launch. This was one of the questions that came up, actually. Wow. Okay. Party. Yep. So like, this is a question I keep running into. Common. It's, wait a second, wait a second. Are you saying my psychological boundary should just make me okay with like whatever's happening? Mm-mm. Absolutely Mm-mm. not. <laughs> I want to be really, really clear about that. Yeah. Well, but, what but, are we be, but it's like your psychological boundary helps you figure out what you're not okay with. For sure. And that, mm-hmm. I sure. think that's actually like really important. I think it's a mm-hmm. important step that maybe in the nuance of the conversation, I don't want to skip over. Like, um, it's before I really started practicing this work, I didn't mm-hmm. really know what I wasn't okay with. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I would tolerate behaviors that really yeah. didn't feel okay and really mm-hmm. weren't okay yeah. because I have these parts in me that are very geared towards pleasing and appeasing and taking care of other people. Accommodating. Yes, yes. Yeah, totally. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so, so I'm mm-hmm. going to tolerate things from that part of me that mm-hmm. I shouldn't be tolerating mm-hmm. and I, shouldn't be, I, shouldn't, I should be speaking up around. Yeah, but I wasn't, right. and, and my psychological boundary work has helped me to recognize. Oh, you know what? That's not about me, and it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not okay. And and the and this piece 
feels so important to me to name too as we're with the more nuance of it. The psychological boundary is there to help you have a relationally cleaner conversation about the thing you don't like. Yes. Because well, the hope way here, to phrase it. Well, the hope here is to separate out feeling and thought from behavior. Mm-hmm. So let's say mm-hmm. we can keep it about this. The behavior like yeah, the let's see there's versus a what he was thinking. Right. Yeah. Where I was thinking the Just other day example. I did this with my with my little one. She rolled her eyes at me. Right? That's the so the rolling the eyes is not the just behavior. my house. It's not just your house. <laughs> right. So the rolling the eyes is the behavior. Mm-hmm. And that part feels disrespectful to me. That falls under my my category of disrespect. That's in my not okay world, right? Mm-hmm. And and the thought and feeling that were underneath that eye roll, that's mm-hmm. the part I don't want to mess with. In a, I'm not saying I'm not going to influence it. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But in a, I need to get you to think and feel different so that you don't roll your eye at me. That's the piece that I'm calling mm, psychologically invasive. Mm -hmm. It's a little, it's a little bit like, I need you to stop. I need you to stop having the world mm -hmm. in this way. I need you to stop thinking the way you think. And feeling the way you feel. That's the part I want to separate out. Mm -hmm. The psychological boundary work is so that you separate those two. So that when I'm with my daughter, I can say, hey, and by the way, I'm not even going to set a boundary right now. I'm about to do Mm -hmm. a direct request. Because direct request is all about asking the other person not to do the thing or to do this thing that you would like them to do, right? So, Mm -hmm. sweetie, could you not roll your eyes? that lands in a hurt way on mommy's heart. Oh, mm-hmm. why? And then she started asking me why. That's such a great question, babe. Let's talk about that. And then we got into this whole conversation about what are you feeling when you did that? What were you thinking when you did that? What were you hoping when you rolled your eyes yeah. at me? What did you really want when you rolled your eyes at me? So we had this whole conversation about how to have a cleaner communication and a communication I can take by. in better. And it's clean on my end because I'm not trying to get her to not feel the thing. And I'm not trying to get her to not think the thing. What I'm doing is greeting the thing that that preceded the eye roll, but I'm addressing the eye roll separately. So we address the scoff, we address the eye roll, Mm -hmm. we address the language, we address the volume of the voice through first direct request, maybe more than once. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if nothing is changing and it is not okay, then I would do boundary. This thing that you're doing is okay. This thing that you're doing is not, not okay. okay. When that thinks happens, here's what I'm going to do. And that's about adding protection, not punishment. So it's Say not it about again. Punish- yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about adding protection, not punishment. I, so I'm not trying to punish my daughter for the eye roll if she won't stop. Right. But well, I, I want to laugh. Go ahead, finish. <laughs> I might choose to like pause a conversation with her in that moment, right? And then and then the question is, oh, can for some people, I get this a lot too, is, well, does that mean I should leave the relationship? Well, I don't know. Is this like a deal breaker level problem? And that's not a question for me. Right. That's, that's a question for you. Only you can decide that. I yeah. have to laugh and I just, I want to mm-hmm. own, this was a little bit ago, but, yeah. um, and this is me doing U-turn, U-turn. 
oh no, I actually do in my not great moments want to change the way Gabe is experiencing the world. So yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And there's no, I'll, I'll go and say there, I don't think I'm alone in that, but so it's yeah. not only I want to change the behavior. I do, I, I actually don't as much want to change my children's experience in the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but oh, I absolutely, I'll just own it. Yes, I do. Oh, you no. said something about not changing the experience in the world and I burst out laughing. So I was like, oh no, I really do want to change games. <laughs> I, I really do. No, here's the thing is this is, I love that you're naming this, Vic, because that's exactly what my point. I think we yeah. do want to, and mm-hmm. I think it's psychologically invasive when we try to. I agree with that as well. And yes. why I wish I it wasn't. I need a psychological boundary because I can be emotionally manipulative. And I want it to be okay. I do want to change it. I just believe in my own integrity. That's actually not an okay thing to let myself do. Well, so, and so I'm creating this psychological boundary to give myself more space to mm-hmm. really move more into how I want to see the world. But then it's actually not is, just a psychological boundary, right? This is where we're like, we're like, put this is ninja stuff. We're putting things together. Yeah. Because we're, yeah. we're now putting together direct requests with psychological mm-hmm. boundaries and with containing boundaries, right? The pause, mm-hmm. right. right? Well, I'm using, I'm I'm using the psychological yep. boundary inside of my pause, right? To mm-hmm. help me greet the person I'm with. Right, but before right? you move from the things you're thinking and feeling to the things you're saying and doing, right? The behavior uh-huh. and, and, the, uh-huh. and the words that you're speaking. Uh-huh. Before uh-huh. you move to that, we need a little pause with a little containing boundary. Right. Like, right? right. So, yeah. totally. so like, I'm weaving them together like this. It's like a quote. Right. <laughs> and here's this thing that emerges, which is like mm-hmm. a new way of doing relationships. By the way, Massive plug. I've had people coming in and talking to me in my office about the book and some of the stuff that they're talking to me about because we've been doing a lot of this work already, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like so new for Mm -hmm. some of my people. Mm -hmm. But one of the things they're really talking to me about is that knowing their why is so Mm -hmm. freaking important because it keeps them on task. And it helps them remember, oh, that's why I'm practicing my psychological boundary. That's why I'd be practicing Mm -hmm. the containment. That's why I'd be making a direct request, right? Like it's it's Mm -hmm. helping them to integrate all of this into one cohesive practice. That is so awesome to hear. I want to add to that. I want to add to that. Um, Just about me again. I'm a little selfish Mm -hmm. today. But um, I love this. Because my why with my son, Michael, and I, this might be the first time I've actually like named him an example, but it's not any, it, it's not, it's my why with him is helping me stick to limits that I've given him mm-hmm. of um, like, if I say that I'm going to do this by the count of five, I better do it by the count of five. Or if I mm-hmm. say that you need to shut off the computer, then I have to stick to whatever consequences coming after. Um, and I've been really loose with that his entire life. Mm. And so when I figured out my why, that's what gives me the strength of like, in this moment, it's important for me to be raising a man with integrity. And I have mm-hmm. to model for him that you do what you say you're going to do. But I yes. I had to actually think about that one night. Like I was reading yeah. a book and it was like, what's my why? And I was like, I was describing it to myself. And I went, oh, I want to raise a man with integrity. And I have that's not a pretty big why. That. It's a pretty big it's why. It's a pretty big why. It's a, it's yeah. a big enough why. Oh. It will give you the emotional it, you need to do the yes. hard thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, because right? I so, oh, his discomfort mm-hmm. is very hard for me. Yeah, I'm similar yeah. to like, why is it hard when we disappoint? Like Gabe scoff, right. Gabe's scoff the last recording, mm-hmm. but Michael's disappointment, ooh, it's hard mm-hmm. for me to upset him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Limits upset him. So, but it's that yeah. big why is 
imperative. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really helpful. So when I'm thinking about this question and like, is it okay? Is it okay? Isn't it fair to ask what I'm noticing? Uh, caller who's writing in, uh, calling in with this. Um, what I'm what I'm thinking is you want to separate out the feeling and thought part. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind the psychological boundary, and I, I think I say this, oh, can I tell you all how hard it is to write a book? Mm-hmm. One of the things I find really, really difficult about writing a book is two things. One is that in general, in these experiences, I um, actually have long ongoing conversations with people and we're kind of... Mm-hmm co-creating mm-hmm. and understanding these ideas in a nuanced way in conversation. And I can't do that in writing. Mm-hmm. But the other piece that's really, really difficult that's coming up right now is, whew, I'm already saying it better, but I wrote it 18 months oh. ago. Dang it. Okay. Here's, here's, here's my new take on it. Are you ready? <laughs> this is just what a hard piece. realization to hear. That's fascinating. Okay. It's like, oh it man, it's transforming. And I already wrote it down. Dang it. I've, um, but that's part of it. This is just, this is part of the evolution yeah. of thought, right? This yeah. was one of the things that was really challenging for me about putting it on paper is that I knew, I knew when I was putting it on paper. Yeah. And later I'll say it different mm-hmm. and evolve mm-hmm. my thinking on this. Mm-hmm. So here's, as I'm trying to help people wrap their heads around this, here's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to help us feel a little safer, a little more protected as we face this truth about minds. You happen to be born in a species that's an interconnected one. Mm -hmm. So longing for relationships is just something you're wired for and you don't get to do much about that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to phrase it. We're just wired that way. We're just wired that way. It is what it is. Yeah. Everybody's mind is different than yours. Nobody actually agrees with you perfectly. Everybody sees the world differently than you. We're all beings, whether we like it or not, we're all beings with different minds. So you're going to see the world differently than the person standing next to Mm -hmm. you. And I don't care if it was your identical twin. That's still going to be true. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you have all these different nuances in your DNA and in your own history and what you took in from that event that they didn't take in from that event. And how you see this thing is just different. You don't see reality the same. That's the truth of it. So if I need to be connected to somebody super different than Mm -hmm. me, how can I Mm -hmm. feel a little bit more okay with that? That's what the psychological boundary is for is that I don't have to change you. I don't have to make you more like me Mm -hmm. in order to be. I don't need to make you more like me to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the psychological boundary is for. Executed boundaries and direct requests are more to handle behavior issues. And containing boundary is more to handle you you could you could lose a pause between what you feel and what you do pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And if you add one, it sure will help you stay in your integrity. So so mm-hmm. that's more like an integrity move. And then the physical boundary is more about like physical safety in the here and now and knowing more about what your body wants in this world. I like to think that the containing boundary, the the integrity move, it's it's about creating a pause within myself long enough that mm-hmm. I can figure out what I'm going to do next that feels okay enough. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not yeah. actually about the pause. It's about what happens next. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
The pause just gives you space to, to make figure. a decision with a little bit more integrated brain space because you're mm-hmm. going to use compassion as part of your pause. And so mm-hmm. because the love yeah. part is there, it's going to help your brain go, oh, things are a little bit more okay and move back into a little bit more integration. And because we've introduced two specific keywords that are unique to each of us, we also mm-hmm. have kind of like a, a compass to help us. A little reminder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. To help us remember like, reminder. you know, this is how I really want to show up in the world. And so that right. helps with with kind of coming back home to ourselves in those tough moments and figuring yeah. out, oh, you know what? It wouldn't feel so good for me to keep doing this this way or for me to make this uh, ask of someone that would ask them to change how they're thinking or feeling. What would feel mm-hmm. better and be more in my integrity mm-hmm. would be for me to maybe make a direct request or for me to tell them, you know, that didn't feel so good. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to take care of myself mm-hmm. in a way that would feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm able to do more of that because of the pause. Yeah. Right. I actually ask for more change mm-hmm. because of this work, yeah. not less. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something I'm thinking too that caught my attention in this question was this idea of, isn't it fair? And I just want to slow us down for a second because I think we have these mm, questions about like, is it okay for me to ask for what I want? Is it okay for me to ask for what I need? Am I justified in it, kind of? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this speaks to me of a larger, harder thing that's like wider than even this question of like, are we worthy of fighting for and asking for stuff and, and saying what, doesn't feel good and like I watch I watch all of us mm-hmm. kind of operate from the space of well it has to feel justified enough yeah I want to I want to like stick my tongue out at all being. of that like I I want I want to <laughs> scoff right. at that 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 belief you know like not not right, at any of totally. us but at the belief that no no at the societal yeah. issue yeah yeah that that there's mm-hmm. somehow like there there's not enough inherent worth in any of us Right, that that mm-hmm. that any of us would have to prove our humanity or or our worthiness, mm-hmm. and I think that systems being what they are, right? Mm-hmm. Whether we're talking family systems or school systems or other kinds of institutional systems, wherever we we're talking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're set up in a way where we're taught to abandon ourselves. We're taught to move away yes. from ourselves in service of something mm-hmm. that is not us. And so right. part of this work is is the return to the self, is the return to I have worth just for being who I am. And right. I get to speak for that because if I don't, who's gonna? Right, totally. And who knows you and what you need better than you? And and for many of is, us, it's not is, our parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, but for some of us, it mm-hmm. was too. And so I find myself thinking, if not me, then who? And some people actually can answer that. But mm-hmm. I'm. Let's pretend for me it was my. But mom, you know what? And I just don't know. Can so I not can I slow that, us down but, for a minute? Not to just interrupt you there, Vic. But I think for mm-hmm. folks who, who had really well attuned parents, I think those people come into relationships with a better sense of self. They come mm-hmm. into relationships oh, speaking yeah. for themselves differently because they, that was valued. Well, yes. I don't want to minimize that, and I'm thinking the other. There's a downside when if you're when you're young who's going to speak up for me if your parents are but like doing it in such a way that you still don't have your own voice 
I don't want my mom speaking up for me now that I'm 50. Right. Like, yeah. Let's pretend she was still alive. <laughs> like, right. it, it, eventually I do have to own that somehow. So even right. if when we were young, people were doing it, but if they were doing mm -hmm. it in, I don't know, some weird way or wrong way, whatever, I don't like those words. Or even exquisite attunement sometimes can be hard because it can give me a space where I don't have to learn how mm -hmm. to exquisitely I attune think that's myself. What I'm yeah. Because my parent was so exquisitely yeah. attuned to me and yeah. spoke for me with all the things. And yeah. so I never really had to learn to use my voice. Um, that can be challenging. And that's what I'm way. leaning towards. Like we yeah, still yeah. need to learn how to do it for ourselves. And, mm -hmm. um, and understanding this is what you both are talking about with the inherent worth that yeah i'm 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 allowed to ask for anything in the relationship yeah it totally yeah. is allowed even the point yeah. so i i get i get these questions about fairness or am i allowed to or is it justified that i or um mm -hmm. you know is it okay to ask for relational accountability <laughs> and and oh you know, yeah, yeah, of course it is. And I'm, I'm calling this out, not because of you caller, but because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm naming this larger problem where we assume we have to earn love and we assume we have to earn worth rather mm -hmm. than operating from a space of deep value that is equal to others. Mm -hmm. And so that's the piece that I think all this work of boundaries is about living into mm -hmm. equal worth. Well, I think it can also be scary because mm -hmm. I'm realizing if I know that mm -hmm. I'm allowed to, and it's fair and it's justified, and I can, I'm allowed to tell, I'm joking here, but in response to the call, I'm going to make it me. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to, to ask Gabe to stop scoffing at me. Mm -hmm. And then if he says no to that direct request, I have to deal with that reality as well. Mm -hmm. And it may be even that you set a boundary. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It may be that you go through grief and you're yeah, good not exactly. setting a boundary and that's fine. And it may be that you set a boundary with it like, okay, I hear you. You cannot control or don't want to try right. you, mm -hmm. stopping that you're stopping at me. When you do, I want you to know I'm going to have to end that conversation. It's just too right. painful for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go ahead and follow through with that and end the conversation. And then he starts, you know, yeah. chasing me down the hallway a little bit and being, what is the big deal? I don't, right. I don't, now my psychological mm -hmm. boundaries up. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to change his mind about this. I know, sweetie, yeah. that you don't understand why this is painful for me. Whether you can take it in or not, it is. I'm just going to take care of me. I'll be back in 10 minutes. But notice and your you tone too. Mm -hmm. And that's because I wasn't urgently trying to change. Yes, it. exactly. Like you don't get a tacky. You didn't get. Mm -hmm. um, this is about not attacking, but speaking yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yes. This boundary it's, work is nuanced and complex, it isn't sure it? Is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and doable. Mm -hmm. And doable. And doable. And, and practicable. Doable. And, and doable. Practice. And it will change your brain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Lots of practice. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner. We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com either write in or record your question for a future episode.
And here are some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoberman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker. Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code W-D-M-P at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.